Like I had a do a doozy of a question. Yeah, that's a tough start to the intro. Um, if you could detach one body part from yourself and still have it be fully functional, what body part would it be? Like you can fully control this. And Aiden, I'm gonna start with you. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one because then you gotta think like, is it something that I would want to be useful detached, or is it something that I wouldn't want to like deprive my body of? Well, I mean, you can put it back on. It's detachable and reattachable. So, oh. like, if you, like, chose, like, your Wait, foot, really? you, can th- you can throw your foot. Yeah, it's detachable. Oh. Detachable means it has to reattach. Oh, okay. I, I'd go with, like, probably something small, like my... Mm, Dick. No, I'd go with my <laughs> left hand. My left hand. Why your left and why the hand? Because, well, I wouldn't want to give up. And I know I can reattach, but like if I were trying to be like sneaky or like trying to pull a prank on someone, having your left hand detach and then like keeping your right one, because obviously you wouldn't want to have you wouldn't want to have to use your off arm to do stuff while you're like trying to fake the person out or keep them distracted. Like you'd want to use your right hand, but then your left hand can be like crawling around doing stuff. So I don't know. I feel like. I feel it. like that's a pretty good answer. But. I don't respect that. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, worst answer, the worst answer you could have. What is wow. it, the Adams hands, family? Hands is like one of the first yeah. ones I thought of too. That's, Brady, what's that's yours? actually exactly my like, freaking yeah. eyeball, so I can see far. I can just chuck uh, it. That's it. <laughs> just whip it. Yeah, I can just see things. See, that or my I, ear. I, I thought eye or ear because like you could just it would, like be the best spy yeah. in the world just by leaving your ear underneath a seat or like exactly. yeah eyes a really good one too but like hands hands pretty good because like if you can control your hand you can like use your fingers to like drag it around like think about all the stuff that you could do like like if you're sitting down you can like just get your get your hand to get you a beer or something Is that what you exactly mean? exactly yeah. yeah like right there like that is perfect that is a great that example. would be huge imagine just not having to leave you're just sitting upstairs playing war zone with the boys and uh and you just be like oh, i need a beer and send your hand to go get a beer i don't know like i didn't That's even think lazy. about that i didn't even think about that but that just like solidifies my answer i'd rather yeah, be like, a i'd rather be a spy i'd rather be a spy with my freaking eyeball yeah but like, throw, throw your eyeball it's gonna get stepped on you idiot but like imagine I'll, having I'll like, on an your eyeball hand, you put something in the oven you put something in the oven you can just leave your eyeball there and walk away Or yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, you can I think, leave your uh, hand <laughs> there, and your hand could take it out. Yeah, but your hand's not going to know when it's ready. Yeah, you set a timer <laughs> on your phone. It's 2021. <laughs> we have these little devices that we walk around and set. I don't even use the microwave to set a timer anymore. I set timers on my phone now. I know so I can did like, that. So I can go back down. Because like, if I'm doing something in the oven... I want to be able to like move. I don't want to have to sit there for 40 minutes and wait for what needs all... to be done. That's why you put your eyeball there. We're not all tech no, that's savvy why you put like Elon Musk. Aiden. Yeah, my, my room doesn't change <laughs> lights based on my mood. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan what about you? Right. I, want to, I, want to hear, I want to hear your opinion on this. Living in the 90s. I, I think Brady had the best answer. I think eyes probably the best, right? Like, yes. Yeah, Dr. Yes, good MD answer. Good answer. Over here. 
if, 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 if there was and no health repercussions, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're assuming no health repercussions, and your eye can't get bulldozed, and your hand can't get stepped on. Um, hand. Hand would be good. Hands look very practical as well. It, it, like it's not. I don't think it's as dumb as, of an answer as Brady thinks it is. He literally just texted me no. on the side and said, "Aiden's just an idiot. I want him off the podcast." Don't tell now, him. So. Yes, don't tell him Brady, that. Brady says that every day. I'm used to it at this point. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. We move. Fair enough. All right. uh, fair, we move. We move. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Case Punt Podcast. With us today, we got all the boys. Um, and this is our post Super Bowl episode, so we're gonna start there. Brady Barrow, we can give you a a, a nice little round of applause. Uh, for being the first ever Case and Punt member to have one of his teams win oh, no. a Super Bowl. Oh, here um, we go. No, uh, uh, you, were last, a, you were last year. He is a <laughs> uh, he is a Tampa Bay fan. He's number one team. Um, and uh, we're gonna th- we're, we're gonna throw it over to Brady so he can talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tampa Bay is not my team. Uh, favorite Tom team. Brady. Tom Brady is my team. No, Patriots are my favorite team. Tom Brady is my favorite team. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, Tampa Bay, they won. <laughs> Avocado they tequila. Won. <laughs> they, they, yeah, oh yeah, I love that. He's the best. Um, Tampa Bay won. Who, who's surprised? Probably everybody. Um, nobody, nope. I don't think, no one expected them to go to the Super Bowl. Um, like Saints fans aside, because they said they would go 7-9. to nine. Um, But them aside, I think most people had them as, you know, wild card, you know, losing the divisional, something like that. To see, uh, you know, Seahawks were looking good at the beginning before they just were very bipolar of a team. Um, Packers always up there and the Saints and everything. Um, I was actually looking at the, um, like when Tom Brady first went to the, uh, the Bucks when we did a pod about it, <clears throat> I made like a, I had a word document on my predictions and stuff. And um, I think I got like pretty much everything right. I said they would go 11 and five, which was accurate. And um, I just, I broke down the whole, the whole team there um it was before ab and anybody came so i said you don't need ab but like you know a team wants ab but you don't need him um and they went out and got him but yeah i said well it won't hurt if you have him and you know that uh that proved to be true also didn't hurt definitely did not hurt and i I absolutely trashed their secondary um and uh at the beginning of the year they were ranked the 32nd ranked secondary so it it was cool to kind of see them with that chip on their shoulder um because they, they might not be the best players but when you when you see yourself ranked last kind of have that extra motivation to kind of prove everybody wrong and um you have that little fire inside of you and yeah they got lit up sometimes uh when when the game when it mattered most you know they stepped up um and and, and really balled out whether that's holding michael thomas to zero catches for the first time ever or you know holding tyreek to 70 yards in the Super Bowl, which is uh, the biggest accomplishment I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good numbers. Um, yeah, Super Bowl. It was a. I always want a good game. Um, it it wasn't a competitive game, so I can't say that it was super fun. You know, um, it's the first time because like you normally when like the the clock hits zero, I'm celebrating and everything, but like I already accepted that they won like in the third quarter. Um. Obviously, Patty Mahomes can come back from anything, but you kind of had that feeling that they might win. And you compare that to all the other Super Bowls the Patriots are in, and they're always shootouts and back and forth and comebacks and everything. So it was just a weird kind of Super Bowl. I don't think anybody in the world enjoyed watching it, but <laughs> except for Bucks fans. But uh, 
you know, I'm I'm well, a fan. I'm a fan of a good game. I think one thing that like still blows my mind to this day was that was Tom Brady's tenth Super Bowl. First of all, incredible feat in its own. Ten Super Bowls is insane. Um, like Aiden, Aiden sent us the one stat that we all found hilarious is that Tom Brady is more likely to make a Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to hit three. Is that what it was or Michael Jordan? Yeah, no, um, no, no, it was yeah. Steph. Steph it was it Steph? Yeah, the greatest shooter in NBA history. Um, and so that's like it's it's incredible that he's been to ten, but that's his first touchdown hmm. in ten Super Bowls in the first quarter was this year against the Chiefs. Like that's so weird. Like it, it goes to show like how different of a team. That he's on now, like how dangerous of an offense he is when he can score in the first quarter of a Super Bowl, because apparently that's just impossible for him. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that was, it was in the last minute too. Like it was like twenty yeah. seconds left. I was really hoping it wasn't going to happen, just because I like you know if they if they <laughs> scored, uh, you know that touchdown on that drive was coming. Like if they had scored like a minute yeah. later, it would have just been hilarious and just cemented the legacy even further. Um, he's not the I goat think, without that. Yeah, he, he's not the goat now that now that he can score first quarter yeah. touchdowns in the Super yeah. Bowl, he's bonafide goat and that's the only thing that was holding him back yeah that's it um i i just i i don't know that's super bowl for me like obviously i was rooting for the chiefs i was the only one on the pod that picked the chiefs and um for me obviously they weren't having a good game that offensive line had mahomes just running for his life he ran for 497 yards behind the line of scrimmage running away from pressure um but the thing for me is like i was watching obviously because of covid we can all watch the game together like we did last year and so i was watching the game with my dad and uh, not that Brandon's my second choice, but at the end of the first half, um, they 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 scored a field goal. Forty seconds left on the clock. Patriots had the or uh, Buccaneers had the ball, and they get a stop on first down. They held them to like three yards, and I'm like, "Don't call a timeout! Don't call a timeout here! You you just scored. You're playing a terrible first half. You need to let this go to the half." But Andy Reid calls the timeout, and I'm like, "Okay, you stopped him for three yards." Then they get him to second or third and like inches, I think it was, or third and one something really short and they called another timeout i'm like you just got let him have six yards on that last play or seven yards on the last play there's no way you call a timeout you make them call the timeout and then where they have none left and they have to drive down the field and then obviously i i mean they kind of just screwed the pooch at the end there like i'm not even gonna gonna, like go into like the refing and stuff like that there's some bad calls there's some good calls whatever you want to say but I think calling those timeouts in the end of the first half was a really, really stupid call. I think you let that go to halftime 99% of the time. Do you disagree? Yeah, or? And, um, oh, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, Andy Reid's a fantastic coach. And, well, you know, time. nine, 99 times out of, okay, 99 times out of 10 when, I mean, that doesn't make sense. 99 times out of 100, he when he makes those plays, it pays off for him. And he looks like a genius. And they're able to, you know, Tyreek bomb and with going into half. But, you know, Bruce Aarons isn't a isn't a, a slouch, you know. He's not an idiot, and he, the, on the other side of the ball, you're you're trying to stop Tom Brady with his receiving corpse, and both Rojo and Fournette averaged over five yards per carry in the Super Bowl. So it's like you kind of got to look at your matchups here and be like, is it worth um, spending our timeouts to help them get down the field without using theirs? Um, and sometimes you just gotta. Know, take take the first half for what it is, go into half, and then come out scoring in the in the first drive in the second half. But yeah, I agree with you, Keish. I did. They didn't were try. they would have been down they would have been down eight points going into the second half. Instead, they went in down fifteen points going into the second half. Yeah. It's a big deal, and especially because they got the ball back, so that game could have been a tie game if you don't call your timeouts. You let the <clears> clock run. I mean, the Bucks were running the ball. They came out running the ball on that drive. Then they got their penalties, and then uh, or sorry, then yeah. they got the first down. Then they got their penalties, and then they ended up in the red zone, and then. 
you know, uh, you like they get a touchdown up 15 going into half is very different than a one score game. And especially yeah. considering that, like, you know, your offense is not going to be able to put up 40 points. You need to keep that score as low as possible in order to win because Mahomes has zero time. And there's honestly like he didn't have anything going for him. His offensive line sucked. His receivers sucked. Uh, the running game was good for, I think, two drives in the second in the second half. And other than that, it was just Mahomes. Um, yeah, like, it, like it's, it's it's hard to um, my, my buddy James, he said, oh, you know, I feel bad for Mahomes. And, um, you know, it's you can feel bad as much as you want. You know, he's, you know, five hundred million dollar contract, MVP, Super Bowl winner, MVP. But um, at the end of the day, like his team just didn't like injured O-line aside. I don't blame them. OK, They're, that was their first game playing at those positions. I don't blame I don't blame them. Like, yeah, you're an NFL no. star or you're an NFL player, but it's, it's so hard against the best front seven in football or one of the best, um, let's say. Um but Kelsey Hill all dropping passes, um, Clyde and, and everybody, wide open passes, touchdown passes they dropped, Mahomes doing backflips, throwing it backwards with his other hand. Um, you know, what a performance he had. But they made Mahomes look bad. I, I, I mean, I don't think anyone blames Mahomes either. I, I don't really no. see that online either. But um, man, they really could have had. And you, you don't see that a ton. Kelsey drops for on third down, or that Hill hit him right in the face mask, or um, another one that hit him in the face mask. It's just you don't see that much. I don't know what it was. I know it's not nerves. Um, I don't. I, it was just a weird, weird game for the Chiefs because we knew their defense wasn't like best ever. It, yeah. It's good playmakers, um, but you know to to stop the Bucks all game, Super Bowl. No, they're not that good. But we knew that. Who can you trust? You, you know you can rely on their offense. They're the, you know, one of the best offenses of all time. Um, yeah. So it's like you can trust them, right? No, you you couldn't even like, trust them. And you watching look, you look at, watching Kelsey yeah, drop pass after pass. Like I've never seen a quarterback hit more face masks in my entire life. Like I, I, and he's throwing passes with like completely horizontal with no feet on the ground, no body part touching the ground. He's just <laughs> yeah, throwing yeah. like he's, he's Accurate. literally hitting 360 no scopes out there in football terms, dropping them right where the, although the Byron Pringle one, like I, he did everything he could to make that catch. Like that ball yeah. was yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it was, it was in the only place that, that, that Mahomes could throw it. And, um, and like yeah. it's it, it's an, an impossible catch. I think maybe a guy like Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, those guys can make that catch with like their sideline awareness. Devontae Adams, of course, can make that catch. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but even all four of those guys, they're gonna have trouble making that catch. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't blame Byron, Byron Pringle on that. But I I just like it just the one where he's completely horizontal and the ball goes right off uh, Hill's face mask, like. Mahomes, that that it, it, like I mean, it's kind of a good thing because that's all we would have seen on social media for the rest of our <laughs> lives would be that throw. But it was incredible, and for me, it just proved that Mahomes is is great. Mahomes is the best in the league right now, and that's that's what that's what that game proved to me because like he did everything possible, and also, his team just let him down. I also think like on that specific play, like Hill was definitely in a little bit of a tough position because. <laughs> I don't think he was expecting that ball to come through there because like there was a defender in front of him. Plus like, I don't know, like I wouldn't expect my quarterback to be able to make that throw. You know what I mean? So a hundred percent agree with you, Aiden. And I was talking about this with a, with a friend of ours yesterday. And I, I, I brought that point up and I'm like, the only thing is we've seen Patrick Mahomes do everything else. There is no way 
that as as Tyreek Hill as Travis Kelsey that you can still be surprised by how good Patrick Mahomes is. No, if there's no, no, one guy not, in the entire NFL that can get you the ball, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, no, and I totally get that, but I like that ball like thrown like that, like that's it's absurd. Like I'm not I'm definitely not taking anything away from Mahomes because I think like that was an unbelievable play and an unbelievable throw, but <clears throat> like at the same time, I don't think it matters what receiver you have there. Like I don't think they're expecting that ball to come through. And I think it's a lot harder to catch the ball when it comes through that fast when you're not expecting it. So think if, if, if we were talking about your, your run of the mill receiver, like if that, if that was Pringle, yeah, you can say that, but like Tyreek Hill, so many people say he's the best receiver in the league or at the very least top five, let's say. Um, And these guys are supposed to have the best reaction speeds on the planet. So I'm not going to, I'm not cutting, I'm not going to give, hill like oh yeah he was just surprised he made the throw and there's no way he could have ever caught that it's not his fault that he saw the ball coming and dropped like he's you got to make those catches especially in the damn super bowl um i I don't i'm not giving hill any excuses like he's he's a top receiver in the league um best reaction time in the league like he should be able to see the ball half a second still be able to catch it you know, I, I 100% agree, Brady. Top in the world. So your expect my expectations for high Hill are high. I think that's a good thing. You know, it compliments him. My expectations are so high on him. So I just think I'm, I'm just trying to take it away from Mahomes because I don't think both both of his picks were not on him. Um, all the you know the drop passes, everything not really on him. It was just no. I don't. I, I, agree I, I, don't, I agree. Maybe they're like were the receivers like flustered? Maybe were they like un- overwhelmed? Were they expecting something different? Like, well, like know. the other thing is like they've never had a game like that. Like they yeah. have never had a game where Patrick Mahomes has had to run 500 yards in the backfield to stay alive. So I think like yeah, Mahomes was definitely flustered. He handled it better than the rest of the team, but I don't yeah. think his receivers were prepared for that either. Like I know they find a way to get open, but they're like all season they have been so used to just getting open and having Mahomes like throw it to and like this isn't even me just saying this but he really has been throwing to wide open targets like all season we know he has like we know he has the ability to fit it into tight spaces I'm not taking that away from him I firmly believe Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and he can do things that no other quarterback in NFL history can so we're not going to get upset about that right now but I am saying that with Hill and Kelsey, like they find ways to get open like no other receiver in the NFL does. And when you have that to complement your ability as a quarterback, you're going to win football games and you're going to go to the Super Bowl every year. But the way that Tampa's defense handled them on Sunday was like ridiculous. Like they've never had that before. So I think and having gone up against that and like not expecting that definitely threw them off their game. And they beat them by what? They they played cover two all game. How do you beat cover two? You run so that you um, the safety has to come down. They they could never get the running game going, and so I mean yeah, Tampa was able to sit in their cover two all day. Have uh you know have Antoine or Edwards or White not Whitehead um Edwards over Hill the whole game. Hill was out of it, and then I mean Kelsey led the game. 133 receiving yards but you, you can look at all the all the catches he had it was all when you know kind of like second and long third and long towards the end of the game when they're playing 
deep, more more cushiony, and it was just got Kelsey over the middle, and they're like, yeah, we'll give you that. That's fine. So that was a majority of his yards. So even then, it's like it, it's just really cool how the Bucks game planned and Todd Bowles, and he's going to be a head coach very soon again. Um, he really proved that he's improved. Uh, he really proved that he improved um, his scheming and his his game planning, uh, and he just I don't know the. Man. I mean, he, the first team to ever hold the Chiefs to no touchdowns ever with no, Mahomes at quarterback. It's never happened before. I know. Um, a lot of Mahomes' first double digit loss in, in, the, uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Wow. Well, a lot of people were saying on, on Twitter if you could give like a coach the uh, Super Bowl MVP, it would have been Bowles for the first time ever because was, he was just that good. Oh yeah, no, and like yeah. so, biggest... not to take anything away from him, like he coached probably one of the best defensive games ever. Like he knew exactly what to do and what to do to expose like Kansas City's weaknesses, and it was perfect, like evidently perfect. But we have seen, and I think, I think you're right. Like I think people can grow, people can develop their schemes a little bit better. But I don't know if I would be so quick to say that Todd Bowles can put himself back in a head coaching position. Like I think he, I think it'll be really good for him to just sit at a DC position, become like the best DC in the league. And I think at this point he's already making himself uh, a name at the defensive coordinator position, but um, I don't know. I feel like the, the head coaching experiment 2.0 might be a later in his coaching career type thing and um some people are just better at one one side of the of the game than the other and um i think maybe defense is his calling you know kind of like bill belichick just more of a defensive guy has nothing to do with offense um and it can, obviously it helps that you have really really good players on defense but it's utilizing those players um the best that you can and I think that's what he does so well. And then on top of you know having a not so good secondary and turning them into a you know a decent above average um, secondary. And because um, we've we've seen time and time again just talent be wasted and coaches don't know how to utilize their star players. And it's it's really sad to see. So it's cool to see a player like Devin White utilized in the right way. And they they let him blitz and you know the stuff like that. Um, what are you gonna say, Ryan? I was just gonna say I, I didn't watch much of the Super Bowl for reasons, but. Um the biggest takeaway I think was that um, I think it was pretty clear that like Kansas city, when you strip away like those big plays, like what they don't really have much going for them. And when you put that much pressure on and Patrick Mahomes, and we knew this was going to happen because the chiefs O line was, is not as good as the Packers O line and the Packers O line struggled. Um, I think when you take away these crazy circus catches and, and throws, like you're stuck with a offense that really needs that. Like their run game didn't get going. Obviously Tampa Bay is a really good run defense, but they didn't get going. Um, the short throws weren't enough to, to cut it. Right. Like I think that that, like you just showed like essentially a game plan on how to beat them. And you said it, like they play Tampa two cover two and you're the way you're supposed to beat that was with the seams up the middle. And, and, and Levante David did a pretty good job on, on Kelsey, even though he had a bunch of yards, his relative impact was lower than it, it definitely yeah. could have been. It was tight coverage, taco right away. You know, not a lot of rack in this game. Um, and, and, a, and a stat that I found what, what I found was pretty jarring was um, this was the largest difference between each defense's pressures. Um, Bucks had twenty nine, Chiefs had 
four, I think it was like or twenty eight to four in a game. And that is the largest difference in any game ever since two thousand four when they started tracking pressures. Ever since two thousand four. <laughs> you know, I think I did a little Penn State there. But like um it's I mean that's just absurd. It wasn't like in Super Bowl history or in the last ten years, like any game, any regular season the biggest difference between pressures it's and yes uh you know give credit to the bucks o-line and um i'll suck worst piece for a second here um he's he was the second highest graded offensive player in the super bowl since 2006 with big dick nick Foles and julio first and uh tied for first and Werfs tied with russell wilson and santonio holmes so i thought that was pretty cool that uh this little guy rookie of the year was the highest graded offensive player sitting in the super bowl since 2006. Yeah, that's um, this big stack guy Brady. Also, I, I do I do owe a slight apology. It wasn't uh, Tyreek Hill that caught the. Uh, I, I don't. I, we gotta. There's gotta be a name for this throw, right? Like the, the completely horizontal, no knees on the ground, just does not roll off the tongue. Um, it's got a levitating kind of plane. Yeah, I, I, I I whatever, whatever the hell, whatever the hell he did there. Uh, it was Damian Williams that dropped it. Uh, oh, hit him yeah. right in their hands, or hit right, okay. right in the face mask. No excuse. I don't care who you are. If you're in the NFL, you make that catch. Uh, even if you're a DB, you make that catch. Um, well, actually, maybe not. Uh, but um, uh, the the Tyree Kill one was the one where he launched it deep, and it, the ball was perfectly thrown. Uh, right over Winfield's hands and then dropped right into Tyreek's like hands and it banked off his face mask and and then yeah freaking Kelsey drops him just uh just no help and I think Ryan's right like you you try to attack the seams against Tampa too but mm. the like the thing is when you attack the seams Kelsey was dropping him so and like obviously yeah. Levante David and like no sight to him locked him up for the rest of it I know I know Kelsey had his yards Kelsey's always gonna get his but he probably should have had 200 yards if it wasn't for drops and, you know, Mahomes having to run 500 yards. But um, give credit where credit's due. That box offense looked dangerous. Playoff Lenny was in full effect. Um, <laughs> Sir, like, and Gronk, and, and vintage Gronk. Vintage Gronk. Vin, vintage Gronk. Like, like we're, talking, we're talking prime Gronk, Gronk, greatest tight end of all time. Gronk was, was, was out in full effect last night. Um, one thing I want to bring up that's really strange to me uh, it's it's the the Buccaneers parade is today, and Tom Brady's absolutely hammered right now. And Rob Gronkowski <laughs> on a case of water onto the boat. What is happening? Okay, it, it, Rob had he, intercourse with the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy. That, that's yeah. not that wasn't. He shoved it up there, and Tom was he had to be helped onto the land, and he was just not looking good. Um, shit, guys, guys, I um. I just saw a tweet. This is really bad. Uh, Rappaport just tweeted, it is possible there was alcohol on some of those Bucks parade boats. Very possible. <laughs> no I just way. Said, oh, oh, no. my God. No Blindsided. Blindsided. That's big. Yeah, that's who gave, big who gave true. Grandpa Tom 72 White Claws and then let him sit out in, in the hot Tampa sun for 17 <laughs> hours? You know that's <laughs> against his diet. So, I will say he this. He was throwing the Lombardi over open water. Giselle was on the boat with him. With his, and his kids were there, too. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so I, uh, I will Tom say Brady this. on it on an, Yeah, go. According to Twitter, um, playoff Lenny now likes to be referred to as Lombardi <laughs> Lenny. So oh, that's, that's hard. What we, that's, that's what we hard. need to call him. Um, second, Le- yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Lombardi Lenny had the funniest tweet I have ever seen in my entire life. 
Um, I'm going to find the tweet right now uh, just because I don't want to butcher the wording. You know what I mean? Was it the Gronk one? No, it's so hot out here. The sun got the things. I thought JPP (laughs) had all of his fingers just now. (laughs) Oh, no. In the the sun is code for um, I'm sauced. So, uh. I, I think it's, dude, I think it's hilarious. They joke on this guy so much for not having his fingers. Like, in the uh, play, in the locker room after the game, I can't remember. It might have been Leonard Fournette. might have been Devin White. Um, but someone was like, man, this guy was in the backfield the entire game, and he has eight, he was like, he only has eight fingers. And then JPP looks up at him, and he's like, no, seven and a half fingers. Yeah. <laughs> it was so screwed up. I- you know what? I mean, that reminds me of another tweet that I saw. It's it, it was so funny. It was uh, Tom Brady now has enough rings for all of JPP's fingers. And I was just <laughs> crying. That's that funny. And- that one's out of pocket, but it's it's funny. If you can joke about it, so can we. Well, actually, probably not. That's not the way it's- it goes. But <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the way it's the way he lost it. I I think he yeah. He- He's self-aware that he made a really um, he uh, holding a firework for those who don't know, and he lost half his hand. Um, but I think yeah, if it was something like I don't know, like a gunshot or like a, a car accident, it's, I don't know, it might be more sensitive. But it's, yeah, he's like he's like yeah, I was dumb, I was drunk, I was holding a firework and it exploded. Like, it I, like I deserve I deserve it. It was also like five I, years ago. Like it it's not like it's that, too soon probably. or anything. It was I when remember, he was on I the remember. Giants, I think. But. Dude, that, 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 that might have been like 10 years ago, man. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was around a their long Super Bowl. time ago. Around their Super Bowl. Like, we're, we're, getting, we're getting so old, man. Like, I, Aiden and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, oh, the awesome. Odell catch was seven years ago. No. Yeah. Jeez. Can you believe that? It was seven years ago. I don't believe that. Like, 2014? Uh, yeah, because that's when he got drafted, right? Oh, uh, his rookie year. Okay, it, it was okay. it was wow. se- seven years ago. Twenty fifteen was when so six years ago was when uh, JPP's hand got blown off. Oh yeah, I was just about to yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Wow, so that's crazy. That's insane. And, uh, man, that man is undefeated in the playoffs. He's eight and zero yeah. with the Gi- yeah. Giants Good defeating Brady and now winning with Brady. That's pretty. That's that's insane. All right, more wins um, than fingers, baby. i haven't i actually i actually haven't heard that one that's hilarious i don't think um, just before we move on from the uh super bowl i I just have a quick question because i was thinking like um from what i saw at least do you guys think that like the chiefs like sort of drank their own kool-aid a little bit too much because like you that you heard like tyreek and kelsey talking about they must have forgot who we are um and then they had their big plays taken away and they they must have forgot who they are they couldn't adapt even in the slightest like the the adaptability of the team wasn't there so like did do you think that they got like a little bit too set in their own ways or just they just genuinely thought no one in in the world would ever stop them i think because like they didn't adapt at all i definitely think it's a little bit of that i'm not gonna lie they are an nfl team they know how to change up and like i mean they're all smart football players like um there's no way to take anything away from that but i mean from the way that it looked like they they looked seemingly unstoppable the entire season all throughout the playoffs like it literally didn't look like anyone was going to be able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs and it was the same thing last year so like and i mean we we say this a lot, and i even just said it but the like they're an NFL team they're smart guys but 
like you're only human, right? Like at some point you are going to think to yourself, like, um, like who can stop us? Who's going to stop us? And I, I have a feeling they thought that Buffalo was the best team that they were going to play. And I think I honestly don't think that's a wild thought. Like just because Buffalo seemed like the only team that could potentially take down the chiefs. Um, so I think going to the Super Bowl to play the Buccaneers who they like absolutely crushed in the regular season. Like, I mean, I definitely think they had a little bit of, um, like, I think they favored themselves going into that game. And I think, I don't know, it would be hard not to, right? Like they are only human. And in some cases you might even argue, well, actually I'm not even going to say that, but I just, I, I definitely think they did indeed, indeed drink their own Kool-Aid. Like, like to me, it just, if you, so in the first quarter, it must've been evident that they're, the Bucks are taking away the long ball. They have to, that was the game plan. The Bucks did the research. They remembered that they Tyreek had 70,000 yards in the first quarter. They took away the long ball as the chiefs. You think, well, Hey, maybe like that's, let's kind of not do that then. And, um, and if you look at the Tampa Bay pass rush, you think, Hey, maybe let's give some help to, um, our offensive line, which they just didn't. Um, and, uh, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life for a good three quarters, which means that they just didn't adapt. Like, Send extra tight ends in there. Put put a blocking running back in, fullback, anything, anything to help them out, and they just didn't. Like it just seems kind of silly to me. They, I think that they just were relying on Patrick Mahomes to make the magical throw, and it just didn't happen for the first time ever. Which is not Patrick's fault. Like you can't, you can't. Every single, I think the problem with that is it's a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers effect too, because Mike McCarthy always just relied on Aaron Rodgers to make the magical throw to win the game. And sometimes it just doesn't work out, and that's not even the quarterback's fault. So I don't know. That's kind of kind of like what I what I was vibing off it. Um, I, I, I think I, that um, ego quiche. I I was gonna say I just um, I I I don't even know what the context of when Kelsey was saying they must have forgot who we were because he wasn't talking about the box. He was talking about the internet. He's like the internet must have forgot who we were. And then like I was I was trying to find the video that entire time, and it was just like I I I saw a clip of like. Um, their playoff highlights up to the Super Bowl, so it was like in the Browns game, in the in the Bills game, and stuff like that. Um, do you guys know what the context behind it was of like what he who he, like who he was talking about? Because I don't think it was the Chiefs, but anyways, uh, I do think Ryan's right. Like where like I mean, you can't say that they weren't humble. They can't. You can't say that they um, like didn't like it didn't go in with inflated egos. But I, I just I just don't really know what the context behind it was. Essentially, is what my point is. I'm rambling like crazy here. Brady, what's up? think um because aiden's talked about like um favoring yourself and obviously you have to favor yourself yeah i don't think they were wrong to do that um you, the bucks favor themselves um reports said or all the players said that um every night at 11 o'clock tom brady texted every single player and said we will win on sunday yeah and um there was you know he probably and you know he's been promising a super bowl all year um and when Chris Godwin gave him number 12 in the offseason, he said, um, I'll, I'll trade you a Super Bowl for the number. Um, you know, the whole year is just, we're going to win, we're going to win. And there, But there's a difference between like getting full of yourself and cocky and that, and just being playing with confidence and playing like, yeah, playing like um, you're going to win. The, and it, it, know, it's kind of hard to explain. And you kind of kind of get to speak it into reality a bit. Like I did that in swimming sometimes, like, you know, I will go this time. 
before my race, something like that. And then it helps a lot. But um, oh, you absolutely have to manifest your own destiny. So yeah, manifesting. And um, you know, they looked unstoppable, but you, you know, look no further than Tom Brady himself. In 2007, he had 50 touchdowns, 23 to Randy Moss, really good defense. They looked undefeated, be that, 18 and 0. Um, you know, versus a fifth fifth place wildcard team, which the Bucks were, and um, it's it is just such such a parallel between like an unstoppable team no one's going to stop them and you know and, and the other team has a good game plan and that's all it takes you know yeah i i i completely agree brady um so. but it, it, you know before my ears start bleeding from all the buccaneers talk i kind of want to kind of want to swiftly move on here but uh the brady we did we did our playoff scoreboard through the entire thing do you happen to have the scoreboard for it of who won it I'm pretty sure it's Ryan, oh. right? No, I have no idea. Oh, thanks. Uh, um, <laughs> well, uh, maybe maybe we can talk about that next week or something like that then. But yeah. uh, next week, because we still have the um, two missing games from the first round. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Well, so so it's, teaser. It's not little. Geesh. Well, it's it's not me. Although I had a good I had a good uh, conference championship week because I went two for two and that was double points. But then I I also had a stinker in the Super Bowl. So I won the Super Bowl. Um, oh. Ryan said 31 for Bucks, so does that all but it was a three point game. I picked a ten point game. No, we, Ryan, we went with the score differential. Score differential is what matters the most. Oh. So I guess I guess Brady gets triple points for that. Anyways, we'll 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 talk about that uh later on. Um so, but the, the season awards were also something that we did our predictions on. Um and I think for the most part, they kind of went to to plan of like what we said. Like Aaron Rodgers for MVP was pretty uh I feel like that was probably the biggest lock. No. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. That sure. was. I, 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 well. No, yeah. Smith, I th- Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Oh, Alex Smith for comeback was. Yeah, that was. Yeah. But like, was a lock. wait, wait, wait. But did Rogers get all the votes? Like, was it unanimous? No, like, it wasn't. Curious. I don't know. Okay. Because I know. John, I know. I got like forty-four. Oh, and so then Alan, Alan got more than Mahomes did. Yeah. And so Mahomes at least got one. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh I guess what or what's his face? Alex Smith was definitely. In terms of like Yeah, I guess um, that was the biggest walk. In terms of like offensive rookie of the year or offensive player or um <laughs> MVP. In yeah. terms of those awards, I think Rogers was the biggest law. Because I think Jefferson versus Herbert was you know, like there's an argument there in the um, Defensive, there's a definitely an argument, and then offensive player of the year, big argument. Um, same with defensive with TJ versus Donald. So I think Rogers had the biggest gap between first and second. Yeah, and then oh, go ahead. Actually, no, 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 no. We'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. All right, and then we'll go to <laughs> offensive player of the year, who ended up being Derrick Henry. Uh, that was the one that I called, and I think, but you guys also had like Devonte Adams, what Travis Kelsey, and I don't remember who else. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, you were definitely the only one that called. I'm not gonna lie, I, I was, did not. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Uh, he had, he did like set history. He was the um, what was it, eighth player ever to be two thousand yards? Yeah, eighth mm-hmm. player ever to be two thousand yards. Um, he he ran away with the votes, and actually something that's kind of crazy now that i'm looking at it now i'm just i'm just pulling up all the stuff guess how many votes Devonte adam had derrick henry had 32 votes and i think there's 50 to give out Devonte probably he, he had probably zero. had like three 
Wasn't a Adams had zero votes. He wasn't even nominated. Oh, wasn't a wow. I mean, I, I that told is, that. I told that's you that's a crime. That's ridiculous. I know, but I, like, if you think about it, like, people were gonna see like Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. Oh, he's only good because Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. And Green Bay is not like the biggest market, so like, I, I totally saw that coming. I, but to be honest, I thought Kelsey would win it for sure. It's like, like he's on one of the, he's on the most popular team in the league. Like Kelsey I only had three votes. Pick. I know well, that, that's crazy to me, but like I knew Devonte wouldn't get wouldn't get it. Aaron Rodgers actually had more offensive player of the year votes than Travis Kelsey did. Crazy. When you um, look at it, like he set the receiving yard record. Henry was just like games. It was just the eighth the eighth person to do it. Obviously, still a great achievement, but it's yeah. not like he broke the rushing record. Mm-hmm. He did. He did also have 17 touchdowns. Like, and like I said, I mean, I called it. I thought he had a, a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not like Henry didn't deserve it. It's just yeah. I like, and you know, like I, I, I even picked him over Devonte Adams, knowing full well that Devonte Adams had a great season. But the fact that it wasn't close, and the fact that Devonte wasn't even number four or five on the list, that's a that's a hate crime at this point. No. Yeah. 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 Fully. Yeah. And then speaking speaking of speaking of crimes. Aaron Donald winning defensive player of the year. Yes, he's the best defensive player in the league. Um, did not deserve it this year. Uh, JJ Watt has statistically proven that that TJ Watt should have actually won that award. Um, somebody want to take this argument. one? Saw a good well, argument that um, he is a play different positions. Yeah, it's way easier to rack up a ton of those stats as a D end than tackle. Tackle, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, the biggest thing that we have to remember is, like, it's all popularity, and it it is a crime that TJ got snubbed, but I think, because, like, I don't know how to say this without saying, like, but I don't think Aaron Donald wasn't deserving of the award. I think it's more TJ Watt was more deserving of it, because, like... Aaron Donald, like any way you swing it, like he did really have a dominant season. Yeah. Like he still yep. had a really, really good season, especially for his position. But I um, just think like the four sack difference between him and TJ Watt should have just been enough to do it. Honestly, yeah, Aaron yeah. Donald was third in my defensive part of the year. Like my personal one, obviously I had Xavier Howard at one, kind of more of a sleeper pick than anything else. Just kind of wanted to go off the board a little bit, but 10 interceptions. So it ended up being. Donald getting 27 votes, TJ Watt getting 20, and Xavier Howard with three. So my list was just... Close, yeah. Okay. Like, TJ Watt I, did get his recognition, but not enough. It's just hard to compare the two. And, yeah. um, like, a four-sack difference is actually, like, for... Because think of defensive tackles in the league. Like, yeah. for for Donald to only be four behind... Like, yeah, it's probably crazy. Donald sees, Donald sees help on every single play, no matter what. Just because if he's rushing rushing interior, the guard and the center are both there to help. Meanwhile, TJ is coming off the edge. It's mostly going to be one unless you purely double team and you can't do that every single play. Running back. Uh, and... Yeah, I, I I think like looking back at it, like either way, you you can't really go wrong. I would have given that one to TJ Watt more so just because you know Aaron Donald's going to do it again next year, mm-hmm. uh, and his numbers were better. So you could easily argue the TJ Watt case. Um, I vote would have gone to TJ Watt if it was between those two, but. I would have been one of the three people voting for Xavier Howard. No, I agree. I I would have given it to TJ Watt as well. I think like yeah. I I think he should have won, and I think that the NFL has done a good job of pissing him off. So uh, he's my pick to yeah. win it next year. He's a couple. He's he's bound to win it after these a couple snubs. You know, 
Yeah, um, even with, that's two. Even, yeah, it is two. And I, you know, I, I've always said I, I thought he should have won over Gilmore. Um, it, but there is a there's a very funny Megatron esque photo of Donald getting uh, there's three people dedicated to blocking him, just like they had two DBs yeah. on. And I thought that was it's just a really funny photo, and I guess maybe. Just like that, prove why he's the deep boy. But I mean, like I said, he is the best player, best defensive player in the league. Like that's bar none. Aaron Donald is that. So statistically, it's, well, it's the it's the LeBron James effect, right? Like you could give every year that LeBron James plays in the league that he's not hurt, you could give him the MVP award because he's technically the most valuable player to his team. And What's the opposite opposite. Uh, but, I but what I'm saying is, like, eventually Aaron Donald, it's going to be the same thing. Like, people are going to get sick of him seeing the awards, so they're going to give it to somebody else, even though he could deserve it every single year. Like, eventually it'll happen. And so I guess, I guess this sick is, of it. you would call this the inverse um, LeBron James effect. If well, he, he's just younger than LeBron James. Like, he's going to be the best defensive player in the league for the next however long. So eventually, like, they're just going to stop giving him the award because people are bored of it. Fair. He's gonna. Fair. He's gonna go. He's probably gonna go down as one of the best defensive players of all time. He, That's a conversation for another day. But you're not far off base, Brady. Like, he, I, like he's so every, prominent. Yeah, every single year he's in the league. First team All Pro, Pro Bowl every yep. single year. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive Player of the Year three times or right three times, three times. Rookie of the Year. And like just because you're the Great best war. defensive player in the league doesn't mean you you deserve the award that year. Like. You could like so that, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league right now, but Aaron Rodgers deserved it this year. Like, you know I mean? agree. Yep, I absolutely agree with you. Like, if I had a choice, I, I'm taking Donald 100 times out of 100 if I had the choice between the two. But, of course. Yeah. Like, TJ did deserve it. Yeah. I And Ryan, I think that's per- perfectly well put. And then I'll put a bow on that one. Uh, we can move on to offensive rookie. I want to take this one because it was my homeboy, Justin Herbert. Um, he wins. Uh, <laughs> I, I just keep thinking of his Pat McAfee interview when when, when uh, Pat goes, yeah, and, and your trainer grabbed a grabbed a golf tee and the Tyra uh, Tyra Taylor's along and he's just like straight faced, so funny. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go check that out. It's so funny. Um, but Herbert wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, um, and it, his biggest competition was Justin Jefferson. Uh, also getting votes was James Robinson and Jonathan Taylor uh but i don't actually have the numbers but yeah herbert wins rookie of the year for me that was a no-brainer uh you guys were saying it's a quarterback's award and you're not wrong and again another quarterback wins it um but i'm happy it was my guy the guy that i had as my favorite quarterback going into the going into the draft class uh and and then i think the just real just to praise herbert even more um most completions ever by a rookie Second yep. most passing yards ever as a rookie, most touchdown passes ever. Um, I think just like Jefferson went off, you know, Great I love him. But when you look at those, you know, just all the all time records he had, it's uh, you, 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 you can't really shy away you from a quarterback there, you can't go another way. And also, he has confirmed that the hair will be coming back, so everybody yes. stay calm, the flow is coming <laughs> thank, back. Thank goodness, man. Justin Flobert's gonna be back in action starting next he, season. He um, looks like a high school kid, like he honestly he said that's the way his hair normally is. He just like he, it's not normally long, he just grows it out that long, and then cuts it all down. It looks horrible. Oh, I want him to I, keep it long. He's an absolute, nah, I'm not gonna say that. Um, and <laughs> defensive rookie of the year um i was hoping to really see this go to jeremy chin uh chinner got votes winfield got votes but it oh. ends up going to well i mean okay 
Antoine Winfield gets a Super Bowl. Chase Young gets the defensive player of the year. And Jeremy Chin gets to go play for Carolina. So who's the real winner? Um, uh, yeah, Chase Young. I, I mean, he had a good year. Seven and a half sacks. Um, couple forced fumbles. Like, it, 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 no denying he, he had a great yeah. year. Um, I personally thought Jeremy Chin was uh, was was the guy. And, like, I uh, trying to be, like, as unbiased as possible. I thought statistically Chinner had a great season. Um he had what the two touchdowns on back-to-back plays, which hasn't been done in like twenty something years, never been done in Carolina history. Um, and that was that was so entertaining to watch too. It was just fantastic. He had 117 tackles, um, and a sack as a safety. So not not terrible, not terrible uh, numbers. Um, Winfield, I won't go into his his stats too much because I don't have them pulled up. But he had a fantastic year as well, um, making his dad proud. I guess did Antoine Winfield Senior ever win a Super Bowl? I don't think so, right? Did not. See, he played with the Bills four years and then Vikings for eight. Yes. Then, I like, remember him on the Vikings, not the Bills. Drafted by the Bills. That was like 1998 around there. Uh, played four years yeah. there. Picked, he picked off Tom Brady. So there, there's an, uh, I, I'll say that every time. I, I've said that before. I, I was stupid. It's like saying that Chris Hogan played lacrosse in college. It's just, yeah. It gets, you just got to. Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman used to be a quarterback. Just one of those things. Quarterback. State. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every um, every so, like yeah. pass he catches. Do you know he actually used to throw <laughs> passes in college? Oh, they're so annoying. And and, and so uh, is it's D Roy like are those awards more should they be based purely on stats? And so it's just like an objective thing, or are they going like the more MVP kind of thinking like Oh, this rookie was kind of the most valuable to his team because you know Washington went, you know they went to the playoffs, gave Bucks a great run for their money. Not that Chase Young had anything to do in that game, but do you think they kind of take that approach as because like Carolina, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, not a big market. Like, do you think they should move towards like a hockey kind of thing where it's like this person had the most goals, they win the award? Should it be like that? Well, I think I mean I oh god, I what's kind of amazing about these like football awards is that still to this day no matter how long they've been like doing the same like voting scheme and stuff, literally nobody knows how these people get voted. For. <laughs> like, yeah. There is, there is no formula. There's no rhyme or reason. Like literally nobody knows you could interview people that voted this year and they'd be like, well, I don't know. I just kind of thought this guy was good this season. Like they would not be able to tell you what their thought process was. And I, I think that is the funniest thing in all of sports that the NFL awards is such like a big deal and such a big honor, but nobody knows how the hell these guys get these awards. Even the so-called. Like, it's like a mix of stats and how much people know you. It's like, if you have a good season yeah, and people know yeah. who you are, you're probably going to get an award at the end of the season. <laughs> high, high, high draft picks and stuff like that. But like, it, it amazes me how these so-called experts are, like, they have jobs or like they, they're allowed to say things. Cause like, it, and it's people like that voting. It's just, and you, you know, you see um, you know, all these ex players who have jobs and um, you know, like, uh, like, and I told you guys about Rex Ryan and before the saints game in the playoffs, he was talking about how he doesn't see a player on the bucks who could, possibly slow down michael thomas um you know but like just do an ounce of research you see carlton davis held him the three catches the first time and then zero in the playoffs and freaking chris carter calling devin white devin smith i'm like just like guys 
all these experts and, and every single expert picked the Chiefs to win. And I'm like, just do a just think a little bit and you'll see <laughs> that things are like they're not what they seem. And you just got to uh, you got to dig pat deeper. You got to dig deeper than like the headline you see on online. And I'm convinced they just get their shit from like, I don't know, like. <laughs> yeah. like brady brady has just come for chris carter's job so it's uh cip coming to nfl network near you sometime soon I'm, I'm very annoying to watch and my mom will tell you i'm so annoying to watch sports with because i'll say pretty much everything before the announcers say it i I, I, I bet you guys do it too but um i'll i'll say something whether it's like a in a announcement or a fact about a player or something i'll say everything before they say it and i'm like i could do the job <laughs> i can do that I will say uh, one thing that's absolute cap about what Brady just said is he is the most fun person to watch sports with. There's no way that's more animated than watching a sport. Like he, Brady's the best sports fan of all time. Like I call myself a diehard Penguins fan. If Brady's cheering for the Penguins in a game, I'm pretty sure he out cheers me. Like the guy is just the best sports fan to ever watch a game with. Crosby um, is my favorite player, so he is also mine. But I think. Uh, I think you just show, you just show your love a little bit. Yeah, handshake. Um. <laughs> anyways, we'll we'll we'll. we'll bust on here with these awards uh comeback player of the year i think we all have this one alex smith um no i, I no matter how big ben could have thrown like one mvp won a super bowl i don't think they're giving this award to him alex smith came back from not being able to walk like seeing pictures of his leg made me almost throw up and i'm not even that sensitive to like blood and injuries and that kind of thing um yeah hopefully there's somebody on the podcast that just like you know like gags every time they hear like the vomiting noise just like <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i mean i it's just the least surprising one but the one that i just kind of like i there's no way you can't pick alex smith um so and then uh, yeah we'll wrap up some of these other some of the smaller ones uh the hpoy kyler murray hungriest player of the year still have no <laughs> idea what that award is but brady brady texted us saying that kyler murray won the hpoy and i just i just had no idea what the hell that oh, meant oh my goodness um, they, don't, they don't even classify it as a real award like it's purely what, an what, advertisement what it's it's snickers like it's it's an advertisement okay. award it's not like a real say what thing. you thought it was keish hpoy what the guess you oh had. height height disadvantage player of the year is that is that what i said <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you're giving it to kyler it's a, it's a, it's a it's a decent guess no yeah and there was another award like that like it was like do you, do you, do you remember Aiden? it was like a bud light thing or something like that oh no i can't it was like remember. hungry it was like a there's a different version of it but he's, he's got a yes player of the year <laughs> like for Pepsi. too bad uh brett Favre isn't in the game anymore um oh ew. yeah um um, and then the uh, Bills coach Brian Debol won Assistant Coach of the Year. So that one's, uh, you know, I, I think the Bills had a great season. And then Coach of the Year was Kevin Stefanski. And I think this one for me, I I thought like Stefanski was a, a great coach. You know, eleven and five, Cleveland makes the playoffs, wins a playoff game. Like that's just um, just fantastic. But uh, I, I I think it should have been McDermott. I feel like I feel like McDermott was uh yeah, sure. was very well deserving. They were what 12 and 3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 13 and 3, something like that. Um uh, but I mean, you know, like they really only made one big change. That was bringing Stefan Diggs and you know, they're 13 and 3. And I I guess uh, Stefan Diggs is um like, you know, top 3 receiver in the league this year. 
But I like I, I think McDermott deserves a lot of credit for whipping the Bills into shape and getting Josh Allen, who was a wild, wild, wildly inaccurate quarterback and very immature, uh, into you know an MVP <laughs> candidate, getting more votes than uh, Patrick Mahomes. So good, uh, good season from um, uh, from Sean McDermott. So if it, it, he wins the CIP coaching award, if uh, if that means anything to him, I I would have given does. it to any of the other three coaches to win above Stefanski. Being really? Reed uh, and Lafleur, interesting. Yeah, I think I think they were better coaches this this season. I also don't I like think, the Browns. I also think the storyline of Browns making the playoffs is just big. That I think it's, that's like the like how, thing, how much how, how, how much do you like? Is it a twenty year award that you're supposed to start putting everything into yeah. the context of the past century? <laughs> no. no, I I hundred percent <laughs> agree. Like I I don't think this should have been Stefanski either. But like it's, just, it's one of those things where, like, if we're talking about external factors that weigh into the voting, I feel like that's one of them that weighed in heavily was the fact that it's the Browns. How about the Bills? Like, the, the Bills, the first time they've won the East in so, 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 so long. But no matter how tragic your backstory is of your of your yeah, franchise, I it's know. not going to be as tragic <laughs> as the Browns. It's essentially what I'm it's saying. It's not. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've said that too, but, you know, it's, yeah. I don't know. I don't is really there a more tragic is. franchise, like other than like maybe the Cubs? It had to be uh, the Browns, I think. I don't like, know. The Cubs, Cubs, Cubs pre, pre, pre Charlotte's pre. Charlotte's not great. Like yeah, Charlotte Charlotte's I'd, never I'd won. Say it. It's not even like hundred years. They've never won. Well, that's the, the Coyotes thing. have just, never made a, a, a Stanley Cup. The best thing well, to like, happen to Charlotte was yeah. Go ahead, Brady. Picking up what you're putting down, Brady. I was, no, that, that, was, that was it. Oh, the okay. connotation okay. of being a. I was just saying the one word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is, b- before we get before we get too off the rails here, talking about what freaking franchise that we should destroy again. Um, <laughs> there was a massive trade, and we meant to get to this last week, but you know, in classic case and punt fashion, we just keep talking. Uh, almost had to skip it this week because we're closer closer to the limit. Our producers giving us the hook and gonna get, trying to get us to get out of the studio yes. here. Um, but. There was a massive trade. I should probably have had the trade pulled up, eh? Like that probably would have been probably would have been a good good idea. But Matt Stafford and Jared Goff have switched locations. Um, it, it, I think uh, I think it's a good trade for both teams. I think there is definitely a winner. Um, hold on one sec. I'm just gonna try and pull up the trade really quick. Uh, it's not great air, is it? Just talking about uh, just trying to buy some time here. <laughs> yeah, well, jerk. All jerk I can off. say really is, uh, thank you. Like Matt Stafford must be so happy. I would be. <laughs> you oh, were stuck. Definitely. The only good play you ever played with was was Megatron, and he retired early because he couldn't stand being on the team. So yeah, I mean Kenny Galladay is pretty good. Um, kind of injury prone, but he won't be there next year either. Um, I don't. Yeah, think Hawk and Yeah, but like I don't know, like. <laughs> In terms of like, like you look around the league, and if it's not Travis Kelsey, a tight end isn't going to change the game. Uh, George Kittle, Kittle, Uh, yeah, Kittle, Darren, and Darren Waller, but like, they're they're like good tight ends, but Travis Kelsey, like, he changes the game. Like, yeah, yeah. The the gap. I remember Joel told me this stat. Shout out Joel. Um, he the gap between Darren Waller, who was the number three tight end. And the number forty-eight tight end in the league, who I don't remember who it was, was smaller than the gap between 
Travis Kelsey and the number two tight end that's in terms of fantasy was. points. That's um, crazy. Insane. Absolutely crazy. Like, that's how much better like, Kelsey is than everybody else. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, didn't help him in the Super Bowl. But the trade ends up being uh, it is Matt Stafford for Jared Goff, a 2022 first, a 2023 first, and a 2021 third. Um, so LA again, just shedding picks to go get, uh, go get quarterbacks. Um, if you want to talk about the previous trade that they, that they, oh, the players that they got, the, the players they gave up to get golf, uh, it ends up being Derrick Henry, Jack Conklin, Corey Davis, and Jonu Smith for Jared Goff. And then Jared Goff gets flipped now for Matt Stafford. And you just got to wonder, like, like I, I think LA is going to be good this year. I, I, I like the weapons that they have. I think their wide receivers are really good. I'm a big fan of Cooper Cup. I like Cam Akers a lot of the running back. And I think Matt Stafford's a great quarterback, but you're mortgaging so much of your future on these quarterbacks, and you have one Super Bowl appearance to show for it. Um, I think Detroit wins this trade in a landslide. Uh, you you get Jared Goff, who's a young quarterback and only has two years left on his deal. So you have two years to prove it, and then you can walk away from Goff fully. You have two first-round picks to to go to go on top of that. And an extra third this year. Um, if you're not bringing back Kenny Galladay, so I'm assuming your pick this year is not going to be too great. Uh, and you can really build around uh, like a, a new franchise quarterback if Jared Goff's not your guy. I think the Rams put them or the sorry, I think the the Lions put themselves in a great spot here. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think the I think the Lions win that by a landslide. I'm. Uh, I think the Bulls. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think uh, I just my like I only have one point. I think that both sides really got what they wanted. Uh, LA's and their defense is in like good enough to win now. They're in win now mode. They have pretty good receivers, a good running back. Um, they're in win now mode. They got a quarterback that can win now. And Detroit obviously is set up for the future. They have a bunch of well, they have intriguing rookies, Okuda and Hawkinson last year or the year before. So I think that they both sides got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, essentially like I was going to say the exact same thing, like both teams are in like super different places right now. Like one's a team that just has like no shot at the playoffs and they are like rebuild mode. Like they need to collect as many picks as they can. And like players are dying to leave that place. So they got to try to like bring in as much young talent as they can to like show they're in a place to rebuild and possibly lure in some like veteran help. Um, because obviously it all kind of started with Darius Slay, like he wanted out. So, and then after that, it was all kind of downhill. But, uh, I think like, if you look at the two teams, like this kind of solved what they each needed, like LA essentially needed a better quarterback. I think they really need to expand in some other places as well. Um, I don't think their receivers are up to par to be a Super Bowl team, but I mean, even when they went to the Super Bowl before they didn't have amazing receivers, uh, Van Jefferson, uh, receiver on the Rams, rookie this year, who actually had a fairly decent season, kind of flew under the radar, um, but he could potentially be a big upside for them next year, especially with Matt Stafford throwing the ball. And obviously, um, Detroit got two first-round picks as well as a decent quarterback, like a quarterback that can kind of help them coast. Uh, they're going to be in trouble for receivers next year, but... I think, again, they're in full rebuild mode. So why not kind of try to collect as many picks, as many young players as you can, and uh, potentially get the first-round pick next year? Yeah, for sure. I think 
What about your thoughts? I'll be quick. It's just um, yeah, I think the Lions won. You know, I think LA took after their NBA counterpart, the uh, the Clippers, and gave up a a bit more than they should have. Um, a lot of first round picks, but uh, it's just um, normally I would say like like I I I do think Detroit won the trade, but it's like such a bad franchise where it's like doesn't mean as much as if it was another team. So we'll see. They are gonna fully, and it looks like they are fully embrace the, uh, the rebuilding and just not 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 tank per se, but um, hopefully they, you know, embrace the rebuild and draft well. Um, what are they picking this year? The Lions. I think it's top five, right? It's I think it's I think it's four. I, ha- I have it right here. They are seven. The Lions, really? At Detroit, it goes Jacksonville, Jets, Dolphins, Atlanta, Cincy, Philly, uh, Detroit. There were some bad teams this year. Yeah, they, well, teams. Detroit was Detroit was five and eleven. So yeah, that's a great team. record. That's that's one of the best records in the in the in the <laughs> NFL. And the Panthers definitely went five and eleven too. <laughs> yeah, they had a easier strength of schedule than Carolina, so that's why they're above them. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they. I don't even know who they. I mean, I'm not going to get into mock drafts right now, but uh, I'm looking forward to doing our mock drafts and uh, seeing if Detroit can really hit on that. They go like one of the top CBs, or I don't, I don't, I don't know what their position with Micah Parsons is or not. But uh, <laughs> oh, we'll get we'll get into that another day. We'll definitely get into that another day. One of the top three receivers. I don't know, but I I think they uh, it's a good trade for them. I'll just say that. Yeah, I I mean I think you guys kind of did make up a good point. Like with both teams kind of got what they want. If the Rams want to win now, it's staff with like Stafford's the guy. If uh, and I think Detroit's in a great position as well. Like I said, you can opt out of Goff's contract very quickly, and Stafford Stafford's a good quarterback. Stafford is a fantastic quarterback. Uh, I think the weapons that he has now in LA is going to be fantastic. So I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing that next season. It is going to be strange yeah. not seeing him in in Detroit, though. It's going to be weird. Yeah. I, I was I I've always wanted. There's certain players you just want them to town in any sport, you know, just like oh, I want to see this guy on a good team, or I want yeah. this guy to have a shot at a ring someday, or playoffs even. You know, it's just um, you, you want that. So, um, and Stafford's a great guy, so it's gonna be fun. Um. Yeah, I I, I I like Stafford a lot, and apparently he's good friends with Sean McVay, so that should be an interesting relationship. We'll see if they gel together and, um, you know, maybe make a deep playoff run. Could be something. Could Cooper bring uh, Aaron. I mean, they have, they, have, they have the defense to do it, so now maybe you have the quarterback and the leader of the offense. As, as Stafford's never played in a playoff game, has he? There's no way the Lions have made the playoffs in the last no, 10 years. No, I don't years. think so. I don't think so. Um, really? Even like early on, or... uh, they they've sucked for so long. Um, if he has any playoff stats, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I don't I don't I'm looking at like an article that like had the trade, so I don't really uh don't really. Get I think the biggest winner of the entire trade though is Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford got a move from Detroit to Los Angeles, so that's a dub. That's oh, a win. No matter how you slice it. He's played uh, three playoff games: one in 2011, 2014, oh, okay. and 2016. Did he win okay. any? Interesting. Because it, it was only one game played, so he, he lost them oh, all. Okay. Yeah. Um, three eighty yards, three touchdowns, three twenty three yards a touchdown, and not so hot twenty sixty, only two hundred yards. But yeah, look, he looks pretty good. Good though. numbers. 
And that's with Detroit. So, you know, Detroit never really had that great receivers. And years ago was his first playoff game. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm I can't wait for that. Uh, Stafford in a Rams jersey is going to be interesting. Might have to cop one of those. Actually, I don't like the Rams uniforms. Definitely not going to definitely not going to buy one of those. Um, there was actually some breaking news um, during this recording. Uh, the Bears signed uh, Mike Patin, the Packers old defensive coordinator to um, a defensive role. I think um, that was okay. a while ago. So I, I can't wait for the Bears to be playing 10 yards off on a third and five. <laughs> I can't no, but <laughs> their, uh, their new defensive coordinator, though, is like spectacular. Like, he's a Who's perfect. Uh, I can't remember oh, his I name. Don't he's the Indian talk. guy. He's the Indian Oh, guy. Sean Desai. Yes. Oh, I, are you talking about the Bears new or the Packers new? Bears. The Bears. Oh, I was going to say, because the Packers uh, knew... Well, actually, I could ask you guys, what do you guys think of that hiring? I have no idea who they hired. Oh, uh, <laughs> they hired... Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he was the defensive coordinator of the Detroit team that went 0-16. Oh. Well, based off uh-huh. that... Uh, Joe Barry. Joe Barry. Joe Barry. <laughs> yeah, Joe Barry. Last last year, he was the, um, he was the, the Rams... Uh, linebackers coach i believe um and i'm i'm like thoroughly certain that the only reason he got the job is because that um lafleur knew him from when he worked in la like to me like if he has a terrible record as a uh, defensive coordinator two times he was defensive coordinator the first two times they were in detroit he went 0 16 they were like 30 and 30th in the league and and yards against and points against and then he went to washington where he was like 28th and 27th in points and yards against. So like realistically, he probably shouldn't have gotten another chance at defensive coordinator. Like the first two first four times didn't work out. So the only reason he got the job is because LaFleur knew him. I'm, I'm like, I will, sure I will say Ryan, it could be worse. You could have a quarterback that wants out of your team. And then you go ahead and sign a, a head coach that had the worst passing offense in the league last year and also set the record for uh or sorry, not set the record, but was uh the the offensive coordinator, I believe, for a team that had a, a zero wide receivers catch a touchdown uh for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, you could make stupider decisions, but that's that's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season for you. Um I think it's gonna be terrible. I mean, his track great. record speaks for itself, I think. We will we will have another episode that we can go into all of this, though. We're going to do oh, yeah. off-season. This is off-season stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is a little bit of foreshadowing for... Yeah, yeah. Preview, <laughs> well, I'm going to say for, for two episodes from now, because it's probably going to get pushed next episode, too. Um, yeah, yeah, two episodes. Yeah, we, we just got so many topics. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. We'll get into all that. Don't wor- don't you worry. Um, all the, Stop all the worrying. Topics that, you want, that you want us to talk about, it's coming. It's coming. I feel um, nice. Uh, a little well, musical musical Super, segment right there. Super Bowl showed up halftime. Represent Toronto. Yes. Shout out to Toronto. Um, all the memes that have come from that are fantastic. Tons, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, the one you sent of uh, a little bit of hockey talk here, the one you sent of like Hextall and Burke looking for Penguins first round picks and prospects. And he's like <laughs> weekend walking around. He just has no idea where he is. It's so funny, man. They have like, so they have, like one we got first nothing. round prospect in the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Sam Poulin. Probably going to get traded. Um, also, Probably. shout out to Brian Burke and Ron Hextall, new Penguins GMs. 
Um, but I think we should wrap it up here. Uh, our producer is just absolutely banging on the door, trying to get us out of here. Um, Bark, barking at us. Just, just, just. That's because we didn't pay rent, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's two. That's two. Yeah, sorry, guys. Forgot to send. Forgot to send the e transfer in there. We're um, not paid. We can't. Ryan lives <laughs> rent free in my head because I love him. All right, all right. Let's... I always feel at home there. Okay, we need to end this. We need to end this right now. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, This is like episode 60-something, so that's very impressive. I can't believe that we've been uh, doing it for this long. Um, Are we at the promised land? Are we at the promised land, 69? No, 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 no. I think we're seven episodes away from that. That's our last episode, by the way. All right. I cannot wait. (laughs) Episode 69 is our last last one ever. So we're getting close, but not there yet. How about we just put out like a bunch of five minute podcasts and we get to four twenty sixty nine and then just quit right then? Like we can get it done in probably three weeks. Just five minute podcast. Yeah. We'll upload nine thousand a day. I'm down. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> our producer's just just absolutely hammering on us right oh, now. So bad. Brady, you want to hit us with the outro? Thanks for joining us this season. We'll be back for the off season. Uh, you know, in a week. My bucks. My bucks. That. You know, they're my team. Just kidding. Yep. Uh, may your punts be high and down inside the 10. Good night, boys and girls. Let's go, Bucks.